You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. All right, let's get right to it. Jay, how we doing on a Thursday? Pour one out for Stephen Twitch Boss, the DJ on Ellen DeGeneres' show. Do you know about this guy? I, I heard about it. I had no idea who he was. <laughs> Come on. I thought you had a worldwide global index of all DJs. I never heard of him, though. Yeah, well, anyway, suicide's a terrible thing. Sorry to yeah, hear it. I heard. Yeah, I, I did hear it was suicide though, which that was that's a bit odd. But I, everybody has a different story. Yeah, uh, you never know the turmoil that's going inside. Also, I just took a nap because I watched uh, Morocco and France in uh, World Cup soccer, and boy, right. am I tired from this boring sport, Jay. <laughs> oh, did you watch it at all? I have not watched one second. Wow. Of, yes, of the World Cup. And I wow. don't intend to. Okay, so. well, there you go. Brilliant game by France. Which, by the way, is uh, populated by pretty much half African players. You know that. Uh, they've uh, they've taken advantage of their uh, liberal uh, uh, immigration policies. So they've got a team of ringers in France, Jay. Well, sort of like America. Sort of like America, yeah, except our team's not nearly as good. This guy Mbappe, Mbappe is apparently a really, really good player. If you say so. I know. So you never took to soccer, huh? Never have, never will. Never have, never. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Not even at all like, yeah, give it's, it a shot. It's, it's like chicken parmesan. Don't what? like it. Whoa, whoa. What? Yeah. Hate it. <laughs> One of my favorite dishes of all time. You don't I like chicken parm. Why not? Stand it. It just. I just detest it, and I'll never eat. I, the first time I tried it, I think I was nine, and 
My mother made me eat it, and I hated it then. I hate it now. I will never. Interesting. Chicken parmesan will never cross these lips ever again. Wow. So what? What don't you like about it? I mean, it's basically it's chicken. It's it's fried bread, and it's mozzarella cheese and uh, I don't, marinara. I don't Do you like I marinara can, sauce? I, I can you, you can break down each part to me. And yes. I, go, I like it. I like it. I you like just don't it. like it together. It's like succotash. I like green beans. I mean, I like I like uh, sufferin succotash. I, mean, I like succotash as a was it it's uh was it carrots and whatever, but you put them together like lima beans or whatever. I can't eat I can't eat together. I, okay, and, so all right. Well, there you go. So let's start with one of the more gobsmacking things. I think I've seen or heard in a long time from a guy who's been getting almost universal praise for, hey, he's really good at this. One RG3 with what normally would have been a fatal on-air mistake involving a racial slur, but apparently he's going to skate by on this one. Jay, when I sent it to you, you were like, you got to be kidding me. Because... I've heard him say stuff that kind of skirts the line. Okay. And I'm like, okay, he's trying to be cute. He's trying to be. But, and for him, the excuse that he used, I didn't know the word. I've heard him use other stuff. Right. And like I said, he, he goes up. He's an habitual line stepper. Only this time he went over the line. All right, here we go. This is uh, Robert Griffin III on Monday Night Countdown with Steve Young and Booger McFarland talking about Jalen Hurts putting the haters, for lack of uh, the term he used for a different term, putting the haters to rest with his outstanding season. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. There we go. Unmute. And here we go. No, he didn't. The Eagles just keep leveling up, in my opinion. I think they're your favorite team's favorite team. People said that Jalen Hurts... Couldn't get it done. He couldn't operate from the pocket. He's not the quarterback of the future. I think he proved all those jigaboos wrong. And when you what? talk about what? teams, the, the what? Chiefs, Look at the, Steve. Bills, the Cowboys, Look at whoever Steve's else face. is out there, you can't they have to stroke. show up against this team. <laughs> this team is the one that has two number one Look wide receivers, two shutdown corners, has the best O-line and D-line. That's somebody on their uh, TikTok account. Wow. Afterwards, RG3 said he meant to say bugaboo. I say I I don't don't buy that. I don't buy it either because that doesn't even make any sense. He put all these bugaboos. He couldn't operate from the pocket. He's not the quarterback of the future. I think he proved all those jigaboos wrong. Wow. So Mm -hmm. what do you think happened here? A, he's just genuinely a little bit dense when it comes to language. B... He did this knowing it'd skirt right to the line, if not over it, but they would survive, and he would go further viral and thus enhance his status on air. Or is there a third explanation I'm leaving out? No, I told you he has been, he's tried to be cute um, during his whole broadcast career. And this time he got caught. Are you saying? in the cookie drawer. <laughs> drawer. Drawer. Cookie drawer. Cookie yeah. drawer. <laughs> the drawer full See? of cookies. You can't do it. Cookie jar. <laughs> Anyone can do it. See, right. I'm not getting paid eight hundred thousand though. Oh um, God. But it, it is. And, and by the way, I want to get some, you and Andy were talking about two things, and I have to bring those up. By the way, 
Okay. Let's put a pin in RG3. Put a pin in RG3 for a second. But yeah, so I would say this, that when, when people on TV go right to the edge and go viral, but don't get fired, it only helps propel their career, right? Yes. For example, when, uh, when Colin Cowherd talks about, uh, John Wall doing the Dougie and not being leadership material because of it, or when he made the crack about somebody, you know, not being able to walk off the Island as a baseball player, I forget who it was he talked about, but it was like really close to like, Hey man, this could be fatal. And he survived or Clay Travis talking on CNN. I believe in the first amendment and boobs. Oh my God. And then getting banned. It's that go just viral enough to not be fatal and enhance your reputation. I, I, I don't, some people get away with it. Some people don't. Yeah. Or, uh, in the case of Stephen A. Smith, remember when he did the N please on ESPN and claimed he never said that. But it clearly did. Cause I remember that. And <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't. Okay, so so we can go to what? Okay, here's you and Andy were talking about Stephen A. Smith. You were talking about uh, Shannon Sharp and uh, oh yeah, what did you what did you make of the Shannon Sharp Skip Bayless? I I could care less about. I'm I'm stunned that so many people bought it. Like oh my god, and so many athletes were like, man, Shannon showed real restraint there. I'm like. Are you fucking was, kidding me? It was it was a whole work. Total but, work. But <laughs> but when you went to Andy and said, "Oh boy. There are no up and comer up and coming Tony Mike. Like who's the next 5 and, and million really, dollar a year pundit TV personality?" And, and I really said I was driving home and I really I said, "Huh. Let me think of anyone who I sort of respect or would want to hear from." And I could, I was like think, trying to think of all those people on around the horn. And I was like, who do I, there's nobody on there that is younger than Kalishaw that's worth anything. The only person, and I know you're not going to like it. Nick Wright. That was, well, well, Nick Wright and Bolomani. <laughs> those were the only two that were worth anything on that show. Do you want to hear what Sarah Spain has to say? No. Do you want to hear what L. Duncan has to no, say? No, although she's hot. She's extremely beautiful, but yes, she's nice. Uh, Her versus um, Joy Taylor, go. I think L L L Duncan because she has personality. Wow. Um, okay. Um, but uh, there's just like so, four, there's like four other guys in that show. Like they're all dunces. So and, you uh, you agree that maybe this was just a moment in time where ESPN said, "Well, we can afford to pay these guys this much, and they're the ones that are most recognizable." But it's not going to be like, well, this guy's retiring. Got to get a new $5 million a year TV sports pundit. Who's the one? Well, what's, what's that guy, Jason McIntyre? Totally yeah. dunce. I don't think he even knows that much about sports. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, he ain't going to make that much money for sure. No. What about RG3? Of course, no. he's an ex-athlete, though. That's the thing. I'm looking at the, you know, you got three guys in Bayless, Coward, and uh, uh, Stephen A. Smith making absurd amount of money, and then throw Tony and and Wilbon into that as well. Between the five pundits, it's twenty five million dollars between the five of them. And and, and well, nobody likes Skip Bayless. 
No. And, and he's made that into an art form. Mm-hmm. Nobody has chemistry like Tony and Mike. Um, I, I don't know why people, I, I've never understood the coward because I didn't like him from day one on ESPN. I thought he was a total charlatan. Yes. Do you remember, do you remember when they, do you, were we working at ES, Yes, we were. We were working at 980 and they sent out, listen to the Callan Cowherd show. Listen to Callan say stuff like this. And he, it was like a 10, 15 second blurb of him giving his viewpoint on something. And I'm not lying to you, Zabe. He was doing Chris Rock's whole bit. And really? I said, more, well, yes. He, he, and I remember he was like, athletes are supposed to do this. He was doing the exact same thing Chris Rock did. I said, this guy is a schlub. Oh. He's not good. And I and I did not like him from day one. When's, who's the next Dan Patrick? No, nobody can. There's, there's, no, there's, we're not making any more good ones. In fact, remember, didn't Sarah Spain just get fired from her gig from ESPN Radio? No, I think she did. Sarah no, Spain I, is out of ESPN think, Radio. I think she, yeah, she had a show with uh, Fitz, Fitz in Spain. That show's done. Yeah. Oh my God, there it is. Sarah Spain leaving ESPN Radio. Yeah, is she still going to appear on Around the Horn? I guess, but what does that mean? Big deal. You get 10 minutes of of airtime a week. Who was the uh, good-looking pixie-cut lesbian soccer player who also was part of... uh, Kate Fagan? Kate Fagan, yes. Haven't seen her in eons. Okay. Uh, How is uh, uh, Katie uh, always late with Katie uh, Nolan? Have not seen Fagan, her. Fagan left the, uh, ESPN at the end of 2018. Katie Nolan as well. Wow, Sarah yeah. Spain leaving. That's a that's a tough one. Tough one for her. I mean, I'm not broken up about it. Uh, she'll I, remain I, at ESPN, although not leaving completely, but more details will be coming soon. What, so that means she'll be doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do, you know, do you know that I have uh, – I've been receiving <laughs> – some guy has it out for Amy Lawrence of ESPN Radio, who does weekend overnights. No, no, not even ESPN, CBS. Oh, is that who it is? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Some guy CCs me in the emails he sends to management saying, Amy Lawrence is a total hack and a fraud. You should not have her on the radio. Nobody cares what she says. Guy's name is uh, Reebstock. John Reebstock. Well, I just typed in my email. <laughs> I can John honestly Reebstock. say Amy has never been right or wrong about anything, and I have never agreed with her working from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. on the graveyard shift. Amy Lawrence is an epic failure at life. She has no spouse, no kids, and she sucks at her job. She should be fired. This guy needs to get what they call a effing life. Oh if no, he's worried. If he's worried about Amy Lawrence, no, no, his life is uh, his life is apparently just ripping on Amy Lawrence. I, well, yeah. Okay, wait a minute. I, I'm looking at at the the current panelist for Around the Horn. Okay, do you know any of these people? And I'm just gonna. Okay, here, here. The first one they want to. Uh, be something big, but nobody can 
nobody likes him. Nobody can communicate with him. Pablo Torre. Nobody likes Pablo Torre. No. He's the no. nerd at the lunchroom right. table nobody That's would sit I mean. with. He's he, Okay. Sarah Spain. Well, George. I love George. So I can't say anything bad about George. George Lopez. I yeah, mean, George, no, George, George Lopez, George Sonato. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you racist, Zabe. You just picked the first Hispanic name that came to mind. Monica McNutt. No, Down she's a female, female college player from Washington. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Well, Next. this is the thing. They're now, they're now working in WNBA players into yes. the mix. Uh, Chike, Chigi, and Gakwe. What's her name that... Uh, did the show Jay, with Jay. There's a there's a great shot of her standing side next uh, next to a, uh, a a board and let's just say something's uh, pronounced. Let's just okay. say okay. And and, and and you know what? And, and it made the rounds. And you know what? There's a reason why they can do this because sports opinions have become commoditized, where you don't. It takes no effort to pick a few up. Like you're buying, you know, a, a, a little handful of chiclets. It's nothing. Whereas before, to have a sports opinion, Jay, you had to actually follow sports and have a passion for sports and to think about arguments that you could then defend with either facts or volume or both. Now, the sports opinions are everywhere. You just dip your hand into the big bucket of them and you pull some out and you call them your own. Which is I'm, fine because everyone's opinions are like assholes. They all stink. <laughs> but at the same time, this is what I built my life and career on. Kind of scary. It is. But I'm, I'm looking at this list of people and Clinton Yates. No. Ryder. Uh, Frank Isola. Eh. Meh. Ryder. You're right. He's, he's okay. Um, Jay Adande, writer. Writer. So, so question. So, so I guess then you Israel Gutierrez, who checks all the boxes, boxes, Hispanic and gay. But here's the thing: they want somebody who's a big enough personality that they can sell as. You got to listen to this guy. And Colin Coward, while douchebaggy as the day is long. Yes, is at least a big enough guy. You know, listen to the confidence with which he is wrong about things. <laughs> right? Because he, he's wrong all the time. Yeah. And, yes. and this was the same way with Francesa during his dying days. It was like, it didn't matter how wrong he was or how much he lied about. I never said that. And the uh, Twitter account Funhouse would poke fun of him at back after this. It was like he was larger than life. By the way, they're what? thinking about bringing back Francesa to work with Mad Dog on an ESPN show together. Now, see, I don't. I've never gotten Mad Dog for while. I've said this before. Hey, uh, Jay, Jay, good job by you. I know you. You don't like me, but uh, you know, listen. I'm a, I'm on a quiet taste. All right, no, New Yorkers I'm, listen to me the whole time. Okay, uh, thanks, Jay. Appreciate it. I was going to say, while the three times I've met him was one of the nicest men I ever met, but he comes across as a stuttering buffoon <laughs> on the air. I wouldn't say buffoon. I would. He. I've heard him. He used to come on the sports reporter, sports reporters on Sundays, yes. and I distinctly remember, distinctly remember, calmness looking into him like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And he just came across as the, and that was it. Maybe that show was too smart for him. Maybe that's what it was. 
Well, you're talking about, you know, uh, John Saunders, and you're talking about uh, Bill Conlon, who turned out to be a pedophile. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you're a talking, you're, you're talking about uh, Bob Ryan, who's oh, what was, nice, what was my but guy genteel. Uh, well, they all died. We're all going to die for God's sake. No, sakes. no, no, no. What was the? He was the he was the writer who died, and uh, Ralph and, Wiley. Uh, Ralph Wiley. Ralph Wiley would look at Mad Dog with disdain. Well, because Ralph Wiley, he, Ralph Wiley had an IQ that was through the roof. Brilliant. I and he love would Ralph be Wiley. on. I know. Well, it, it, Andy and I were lucky enough to have Ralph on the sports reporters periodically um, as a guest before he passed away way too early. Died the of a heart attack suddenly, kind of like Grant yes. Wall. By the way, update on Grant oh, Wall. Yes. Autopsy yeah, says. Autopsy says a undetected slow growing uh ascending ventricular clot in his heart that went to his brain boom Man, dead you never fucking know I'm sort of like you. a widow maker or so says his wife very sad you you don't uh, if, you don't know if you no you never know about that shit it's just like i told you i had a cough and they were like oh this is taking away from your heart what who knew about this shit? You had a what? Yeah. I remember like two years ago, I had I had a bad cough and it was it was uh, fluid on the chest. Oh, it right. It was literally zapping everything out of my heart. Little, the littlest shit like that. I thought it was a cold. thought it was bronchitis. Little did I know. That's some serious. You, you never did you know. Get, did you get stented? I didn't, I didn't get anything. They didn't do What did they do for do, you? Uh, they gave me some medicine and everything kind of went back to normal. But it was a heart thing. It was it was a heart thing, oh, and okay. it, it literally like went like my heart was pumping at like ten percent, and yes, ten percent, yeah. Ooh. And I, I and I remember the uh, the doctor's pra- practitioner who I saw like the day after the episode. Uh, she has me on this this uh, monitor, and uh, my friend Denise was with me. I never forget. And the lady goes, oh, that's low. And I'm like, well, really? Thank you. Why don't you? And scared the fucking bejesus out of me. But yeah. It's, it's never good that when the uh, the, the yes. medical techs yes. have hushed tones. Yes. And you can did. tell in their eyes, you're like, what? What's the fucking matter? Yeah. But then like four months later, it was back up to 65%. So. Well, thank was, God for that. But yeah. yeah. But yeah. Like, I could have been another month and a half. I might have been Grant Wall. Or Mike Leach. Fucking uh, A, man. What the hell? Had, no, was that a heart attack? They said it was from an existing heart condition. Who knows? Uh, Everyone's medical history ter- is very private, except for on this podcast di- where we pretty much divulge all. But, uh, but yeah, terrible I mean. Diet, terrible diet he had. Yeah. I mean. But there's that, guys, there's the guys with worse, diet, worse diets and worse lifestyles than him. It is a lottery. Grant Wall was super fit. And a lot younger, 12 years younger. You just don't know. But the thing about Leach, I am blown away at the number of clips I hadn't seen of him riffing on subject A or subject B. And I'm blown away at the number of stories from people that covered his teams that spoke of his generosity and just how fucking cool and chill he was. You know, female reporters are like, I wanted to break in. I wanted to cover the team. I intercepted him walking to his office on campus one day and asked if I could interview him. And he said, sure, you just have to keep up with me. And otherwise I'm fine. And was totally helpful. Like 
I know that it's trite to say that he was one of the good ones because you don't totally know. And there was that whole thing with Craig James's kid. More on that in a second. Which I think he was totally exonerated for. Well, I think for the most part. But, you know, basically he seems like just one of the great coaches in terms of his mindset we've ever had. And one of the most out-of-the-box coaches ever, considering well, the fact that he got a law degree and then said, nah, I just want to coach for $3,000 a year at San Luis Obispo. I mean, he developed the air raid, which... Oh, yeah, to, with Hal Mummy at Kentucky. Right. right. Because you had to, because if you didn't have... If you weren't Nebraska or Oklahoma or USC or Penn State, and you didn't have 300-pound linemen and 260-pound linebackers, you couldn't compete. So he said, I'll do something and spread everybody out and get small, quick people. Out of necessity, you had to do it. Right, and, and the, thinking, the thinking was, if you're going to throw a lot, you better have a transcendent talent at quarterback. And knowing as how hard those are to find, and they're not going to come to places like Texas Tech or Washington State, he or Kentucky, he and Hal Mummy said, all right, we're going to have a small handful of passing plays that have variations, but it's a small menu of plays, and we're going to drill them and drill them and drill them, and we're going to perfect them so that our quarterback can just execute it, and he doesn't have to have a golden arm. He just has to be able to make a quick decision and go, boom. Get the ball. Get the ball. That's, how Tim, the- that's how Tim Couch became the number one pick in the draft. And couldn't play in the NFL. They beat, well, this is, when I say they, Texas Tech. Remember, they beat Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. Oklahoma was ranked number one. Oh, they were no joke. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. And changed the Big 12. Totally. Like, the Big 12, prior to him coming in, was not the wide open 63-60, you know, outcome league that it it had become. It was Colorado, Oklahoma, and Nebraska running option football. And gaining 500 yards of of offense. Yeah. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ooh, by the way, did I ask you yet about Dion at Colorado? I don't think I know. I need to put a quarter in the J jukebox on prime time. I'm not angry at him leaving because there is people don't know at Jackson State. Oh, we did talk. We did talk about this. You, 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 you quizzed me on HBCU schools. That's right. Made me look bad. The the, the money he had to dole out and 
also the shit that he got stolen from him. Yeah, so yeah, right. we did talk about All it. All right, so when it comes to coaches, though, is is Leach one of the most out-of-the-box thinking coaches of all time has to be has to be um, up there with Paul Westhead when he went to Loyola Marymount and said, fuck it. We are going to shoot within 10 seconds, every possession. And we'll just go from there. There was a coach in I think <clears throat> division three, bless you, a coach in division three football who never punted like yeah, literally yeah. never. High punted. School, no, no, no. That was high school. Was high it school in Arkansas? It was a high school. In Arkansas. Okay. He never punted, which if you think about it, if you make three yards, three yards, and three yards, it's, yeah. There's so, a lot to be said for it. There's yeah. a lot to be said for it. Um, who else would be an outside-the-box coach in Tony sports history? Tony La Russa was outside the box. How so? He Nobody was using the bullpen like he was at that time. In the late 80s, early 90s, no one was using three and four and five bullpen people. It was let's get to the eighth with our guy. We'll have a we'll set up guy and a closer. And we'll call the day, right? But Larusa La used like seven guys. Wow! And literally changed it for the way we look at baseball right now. Good or bad? Is I he say bad? But... <laughs> right, exactly. By the way, uh, I was talking about baseball with my daughter and my wife at the dinner table last night. Uh oh. My daughter Megan said how proudly she hates baseball and doesn't like baseball and will never like baseball. And so that got, got dad a chance to get up on his soapbox and do some dad splaining about the rule changes that are coming. And my wife also not being a big sports fan, she was listening with, I'd like to say rapt attention, although I don't think they were really rapt. They were just there because, well, it's dinner. And they didn't feel like walking up, getting up and walking away from dad. Right. And I told him, I said, well, look, here's the deal. Uh, baseball, they figured out, you know, because of data and everything else that, you know, batter number, uh, batter X is never going to hit the ball over here to the left side. Or if he is, it's a total fluke. So let's just go put another defender, another infielder over on this side of the field. And they were able to do that because they knew with good, hard, well-kept data and other information that that was the best strategic play. And they were like, really? Wow. You know, I was like, yeah, well, that's, that's what happens with data. I said in basketball, they started to figure out shooting threes is just a way better strategy because they're worth an extra point. And these guys got really good at shooting from far away when they weren't so good before. So the game has changed. And I said, look, I think these rules can be anything you want them to be. I I think you're against this rule against the shift, right? No, I, I hate the shift. I oh, so you're absolutely. so you're happy with the new rule? Yeah, good. I hate the shift. Good, I hate yeah. The shift. Good. That's but then good. again, it, it's also pitchers throw. They only they only throw one speed now. They may throw one pitch. Well, a million miles an hour. The other thing is, as, yeah, as hard as they can. Yeah, yeah. velos are up. I love saying velos makes me sounds cool. Uh, velocities are up across the board. Spin rates are up across the board, which matters because the pitches break Launch more. Angle. And yeah, and I said, I said these batters realize that hey, getting a a blink single to the open side of the field is nice, but you're not going to do shit in an inning if you don't stand on second base. And once you blink it into the open spot where the shift was, you still have to somehow get to second, which means somebody else has to get you there because basically nobody steals anymore. 
I guess we also have to put Billy Bean in this also, too, though. In terms of uh, oh, a revolutionary outside-the-box yes. thinkers? Yes. A, yeah. Not a coach, but a general manager, Billy Bean, who took yeah. Moneyball to the next level. Well, again, and as I said on this on this podcast, Moneyball is the biggest <laughs> farce of a fucking movie in the entire history of cinematic uh, cinematic movies. That's funny. Yes, we're going. Yes, Moneyball. We're going to talk about. Remember the, the time we made the wild card? Except we're not going to talk about their three great pitchers. They're roided right. up left side of the infield, and the guy who wears a closer who threw 100 miles an hour. We're not going to talk about those guys. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, right. don't, let, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story, right? <laughs> okay, and again, the, the, the second thing I wanted to bring, I heard you say something in passing. Oh, boy. Kind of dismissive, and I was oh like, boy. Huh. Okay, so you and Andy were talking about the Heisman. Congratulations to DC's own Caleb Williams, by the mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't remember how you guys were talking about it, but you said, or you could just take money from USC like Reggie Bush. And I was like, what? You know how many people don't know the Reggie Bush story but think they do? Would I be one what? of them? Wait, I, I, I get it. Do you know what happened he got to a, He Bush? got a house on the beach, I think. No. Okay. An apartment on the beach. No. Why'd no. they take his Heisman? So Reggie Bush's parents were getting evicted from their house. Their, I'm sorry, their townhouse in San Diego where they lived. Uh, they were getting evicted because the person who they were renting from was not paying the, uh, not mortgage tax, but the, um, the, the property tax. And so they moved into a house, and the guy who owned the house was a family friend. And the NC and I hear you typing, and I love this because you're going to go, oh, yeah. So I'm not looking it up. I was actually sending a text back. Oh, sorry. So <laughs> I was trying to do it quietly, too. So, so yes, so the NCAA deemed that the guy who gave them that house was a booster for the NCAA, and that coach Todd McNair, who was very close with Reggie Bush, knew about this. Todd McNair, by the way, has since gotten $8 million from the NCAA uh, because they, uh, his character was besmeached what? or whatever. <laughs> besmeached. Besmirched, besmeached, whatever. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Well, that's okay. I, I guess I need think, to get up to speed on that. Is o- that all o- that he got? O.J. Mayo took money. Oh, okay. That was one who took money. But right. Reggie Bush did not take dime one, and the, and by the way, the person who was on the board who was uh, overseeing the case was a man named Paul D. You can look this up. Paul D. was the uh, athletic director for this little school in Miami called the U, and he was uh, the <laughs> he was the athletic director during the time of the Pell Grant scandal. Remember that from the University of Miami? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember the guy uh, who was a a, a a money, not a money launderer, but... Um, the bag man, so to speak? Yes. He was the athletic director doing Norman Shapiro. That was his name. Okay. Yes. So Paul D. was overseeing all this. He then uh, oversees Reggie Bush's case, and the reason why he gave USC the death penalty, he says high institutions 
need high standards. And I was oh, like, boy. what the? Yes. So. Yes. All right. So that's that's good to know, Jay. You you on that because you're a USC fan. You're, you're very no, 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 steep no, no, and but, very plus, knowledgeable. Plus is unfair. No, plus is unfair to Reggie. Reggie Bush gets a bad rap. Okay. On, yeah. I told they, you. They I, took I, his. It took his high. I told you he was he was sweet as pie in college, and he won a world championship. He won a Super Bowl with the Saints, as he pretty much reinvented his running style. The year that he won the Super Bowl, the Saints, he was a between the tackles pounder, like he took a beating when he ran for the Saints. Do you remember? I do, but I just but uh, can we say one of the six most exciting players you've ever seen in your entire life. Absolutely. Yeah. Come out of your chair and say, holy shit, Reggie's loose. His swiveling hips and everything else. I was looking up on the dais of the people who were there. My God, there's some people who need their Heismans taken back. Can we give back Johnny Manziel's Heisman? Yes. Can we give back every – well, the guy from – oh, God. There were some some bad ones uh, over the years. Uh, Josh Heupel. That's who, yes. That's who, yes. Turn into a great he coach, was, though. Give him that much. Well, this is why people were people were Heisman. people were upset that Stetson Bennett was on the stage and had been invited. He shouldn't have been. I know. He shouldn't have been. I know. But uh, you know, it's they felt Hudson, like Georgia needed representation. The quarterback of the number one team in the country. They felt like we had to put him there. I, okay. Only well, one guy can win. I mean, okay. Well, you know what? When he's a senator in like 15 years or 10 years, he'll be just fine. <laughs> okay. And, and he will be because his life is going to be really good in the state of Georgia forever. Well, yeah. Well, he's he's great story, by the way. From a guy who was a scout team practice squad quarterback and worked his way all the way up. I mean, this is Georgia, uh, Jay. Georgia could have anyone they want in theory at quarterback. And they chose him. Yes. Well, it's not. I mean, they they chose him, but he also played his way into the position and did not give it up. Yeah, JT Daniels got hurt, and he never relinquished. Which right? Uh, let's see some of the scrub uh, Heisman winners through the years: Jason White, Oklahoma. Oh God! Chris Winky. Oh God! Florida State. Denny Werfel. Give it Florida. Back. Another one. Who asked you to give it back? <laughs> How about Rashawn Salam for Colorado? He was good. No, Rashawn Salam yeah. ran for a lot of yards. 1,700 yards that year, but still. I mean, it was a system that produced it. Anyway, a um, couple things. Speaking of deep knowledge of guys that get a bad rap, you know what my wheelhouse is? My wheelhouse is in what a bad rap Dante Stallworth got for his vehicular DUI, his vehicular homicide. DUI, you know, like he killed a guy drunk driving. Yes. Miami, right? Yes. It it was, it was 6 a.m. in the morning and the guy that he hit, this construction worker, hopped over a concrete barrier on a four lane divided roadway because he was trying to catch a bus and ran right in front of Stallworth's car. Stallworth had the misfortune of blowing just over the legal limit. I don't know how drunk he was, but they didn't say that he swerved in any particular manner. He just didn't stop in a split second for a guy who basically jumped in his way. I can't really find fault. Well, I'm not saying legally, I'm not saying legally it was a bad verdict. 
I'm saying the media scorn for him was absent any context of how serious it was. Uh, Gino yeah. Toretta, another shit Heisman oh, Trophy God. winner. Give it back. <laughs> Give what, it back. <laughs> what was what was the the guy for the Broncos? What do you mean the guy for the Broncos? The Heisman Trophy winner for the Broncos? No, Tim Tebow? No the, guy, no, the, no, the guy who ran over somebody and killed them. Remember? Uh, you're, you're talking about the Rams, Leonard Little? No, he played for the Broncos last last year and ran. He was drunk driving and killed, I think, a little girl. Darren, no, no, Darren Williams got killed. No. I'm trying to Google it. I don't, I don't see it. I can't think of it. Henry Ruggs, of course, killed. Now, hey, Henry no, Ruggs. I'm sorry. Not, I'm sorry. Not Broncos. Raiders. Henry yeah, Ruggs. Yeah. Henry, yes. Henry Ruggs is a scumbag. Wrong team. Sorry. Uh, who, I don't know if he's in prison yet or if his yes, trial is. Yes, he is. He's already been convicted? I thought, he, I thought he was in prison. Yes. I mean, he was going 153 miles. Ooh, yes. 50 years in prison. Yeah. Yeah. Because he killed like a young girl. Yeah. Who was just parked on the side of the road, and she burned to death. Twenty-three-year-old woman and her dog, and her dog. I at was three, say that at three forty in the morning, yeah. he was going a hundred and fifty-six with double the blood alcohol limit. That's crazy. Who's going, who's going to feel sorry for him? No one. Uh, Ruggs is already facing felony charges. He may spend as much as 46 years in prison. So he's not in jail if yet. Found, okay. If found All guilty. Right. Yeah, apparently, apparently not. So, uh, real quick, speaking of, uh, deep knowledge of things where people got a bad rap. So today it was announced that Sean Miller was going to face no sanctions from the scandal at Arizona that eventually forced him out. He's now at Xavier. Many people are like, well. I can't believe it. But my guy, Aaron Torres of Fox sports radio, who calls me Zabes plural and drives my listeners crazy like doesn't he know that's not your nickname i'm like just let him go with it he said that he all along thought that basically sean miller was not guilty of what he was being accused of and he feels like this is a correct outcome this is the deandre ayton thing with the uh adidas guys and you know trying to basically say well we can get you paid for this get you paid for that he was caught on recording on this wiretap by the government I always thought that it was pretty shady that, yeah, Sean Miller was cheating, but now I need to dig deeper into this to see what my boy Aaron Torres is talking about. Well, what about the guy who was coaching, I want to say Arkansas, but I could be wrong, who was basically not, I'm not talking, LSU, the coach for LSU. Oh, Brady. He got caught to dead to rights and was like, "Eh, I'm not saying anything, and just walked away. (laughs) Uh, let's see. Is it Joe Brady was the football guy? Football, he was yeah. But uh, Brady hoops though. I think that I think his name was Brady, their basketball coach, John Brady. Yeah, John Brady. Yes. Uh, he is currently uh not coaching <laughs> because I think you got to show, show cause if you want to hire him. But that was up until 2008 at LSU. I thought. And he basically gave them the middle finger. Like, I, you, come get me. Yeah, he made an unlikely run to the Final Four in 2006. Uh, went to Arkansas, Arkansas State. Uh, uh, Brady was fired. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Of course, he replaced Dale Brown. 
And when Brady arrived, the program was under probation from a stinging <laughs> recruiting scandal. So yeah, shocker, shocker. It might have been it might have been somebody else. Now, see, I got to find this now. Hold on, Jay. Uh, read the promo for our sponsor today while I get this up. Uh, we're uh, sponsored by Shoestrings. <laughs> Shoestrings, keep your... keeping shoes on your feet for a long yeah. time since 1937. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see, head coaches basketball. Alex, I think it was Brady. I know. I think you're right about that. All right, here we go. Come on, internet. Let's do your thing. Then we'll do FTG, and then we'll be on our way out the door. Will Wade. That's Will Wade. Who was John Brady? John Brady was there, but until 2008, he was relatively clean. Will Wade. Oh, he cheating. Okay. Will Wade LSU scandal. That name Brady kind of was like, yeah, I know who this is. Yeah. Uh, Louisiana State abruptly fired men's basketball coach Will Wade on Saturday less than a week after the school received a notice of allegations from the NCAA that accused Wade of five major rules violations. Well, now it doesn't fucking matter because it's all NIL. The the, the 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 sport is awash oh, in yeah. legal There's no illegal anymore. money. No, right. Here we go. Stand by. I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Jay, who do you got, buddy? I, I didn't have an FTG until about 3 o'clock this afternoon. Well, better late than never. And Let's then, go. Well, I was, I was, skim, I was so skimming Twitter. Okay. And one, and one of your listeners... By the way, can I say hello to the listener who I saw at CVS who said he enjoyed the show? Oh, yeah, only sure. Rec- and only recognized me because when they said my order name, he recognized that I was uh, lived around the area. Catrell, extra yes. large dose of Viagra, <laughs> yes. extra right. large dose of Viagra <laughs> right. for Jay right. Cottrell. <laughs> Very nice guy. Anyway, but one of your listeners, Don Petrie. Yeah, says, Donnie boy. Okay, well, Donnie boy's a fuckhead. So, oh no! Because he says I should have been FTG because I was a sore loser. <laughs> Utah, wait a minute. Utah beat USC twice. Loser. I was no, no, no. I no, was no, not. No. I was. I was a no, no. I was sore because of your shitty etiquette. You're texting me every four minutes about how my feelings were going for the game. That's what I was sore about. <laughs> I was not sore about the game. So to Don Petrie, go fuck yourself. I wasn't a sore loser about the game. It was Dave's mm. shitty football mm. etiquette. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. Very interesting there. Way to split way to split hairs right there. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. <laughs> okay. And, and by the way, and uh, also Zabe gets another FTG. I still haven't gotten a mail. Everybody in the fucking podcast world. I tried this week. Unfortunately, the Palm is so busy, my man. Uh, Eric Larson said they're just slammed with holiday get-togethers, and he couldn't accommodate us. But uh, I'm sorry it didn't work out for your schedule, Jay. I'm very sorry. I will feed you, my friend. I just thought that was funny. My FTG goes to a Phoenix area police officer. Who goes by the porn name of King Nut a lot? <laughs> yeah, well, that's his porn name. Apparently, he's under investigation for making porn 
while on duty as a Phoenix police officer. How could he do such a thing? Because apparently he had been given home assignment for his cop job, Jay, and all he had to do was call in to the station once a day. I had no idea you could be the cop of your own home and patrol your basement and get paid and get benefits and everything else and apparently make porn on the side as King Nut a lot. But for that guy, I say, well, fuck him. Well, can we applaud him, though, halfway? <laughs> no. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right, Jay. Sorry I didn't get you the meal, buddy. We'll, we'll get it done I'm, one way or the other. I'm laughing about that. All right, pal. You have a wonderful week, though. Uh, you too. I'll talk to you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye now. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.